0: We're back on the Friday edition of Ariba Martin in Real Time. It's Avi Bernard here with you every Friday from 4 to 6 p.m. Pacific. And thanks for listening, whether you're joining us on 1580 AM in Los Angeles, the free KBLA app, or uh, listening to and watching us on YouTube. Joined now by my cousin Nathan Heyman from uh, the East Coast. Uh, Nathan, thanks so much for joining us today. Really appreciate it. Thanks
1: for having me, Avi. Good to talk to you.
0: Yeah. No, I really appreciate you taking the time and... Um first I just have to ask, you know, how you're doing. I you know, I know that your your mother and father are over there, your brothers and sisters, nieces and nephews all over there living in Israel. How are you doing and how are they doing?
1: Uh well physically everybody is is fine. They weren't in the areas that were uh attacked or brutalized. Um they weren't at the music festival that was massacred. Um and so physically they're all doing okay. Um, but it's been a very difficult week. The pictures and the videos coming out of um, those those events were beyond anything I would have expected to see in my lifetime. So it's it's been a very difficult week emotionally as we come to terms with both what happened and also what's going to happen over the next uh, several weeks or months. I would imagine.
0: Yeah. No, I, I can't even imagine. And just. You know, this is this is a place that you called home for for eighteen years, and you you still visit very frequently. What is it? Uh, once a year, twice a year, more? I, I don't remember exactly how often you go over there.
1: Yeah, I go over there quite quite often, obviously, to visit family and friends. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's a place that you know I still call my home, and uh, so yeah, it's been it's been an incredibly difficult period.
0: Yeah, yeah, well. You know definitely sending um, positive energy to everyone over there and you know we're all we're all just um you know really praying for those affected and I just wanted to to have you on to to kind of give a background on on the situation because it's a lot of people know nothing about the history of Israel and why this conflict um, goes so far beyond what happened this past weekend so um if you can just break it down i mean and uh, you know I, I may interject with questions and, and and you know ask for for you know a, a specific about this or that but it just you know the the, the history of israel and and the jewish people and them um, forming the state of israel in 1948 and um, just a, just a i guess just a brief history for those who, who know nothing about it
1: Yeah, sure. I can, I mean, it would would have to be brief because the history is thousands of years. Yeah. Um, But I I do think one of the narratives, I I do find that when when something like this happens, there's an attempt uh, by people to um, contextualize it. And you you could have a debate about whether or not events like this ever need to be contextualized, but but that's not really what I want to talk about. One of the things that's distressing to me is when people contextualize it in a way that uh, contains false narratives and untruths mm-hmm. and I think one of the main ones that i 'm hearing is how um the Jews are colonizing Israel and it 's an attempt to maybe equate what 's happening there with some of the things minorities have experienced in the west and it's a narrative that people can latch on to because it kind of makes sense to them with their own reality
0: equating it but to, it west, to is, western to uh, western civilization in other words right it, yeah to to western but, but colonization but it, i mean, it, western, it, colonization, it, I mean. It, it, western colonization i mean
1: yeah, but the truth is that Israel is, it's just a very different situation. Um, Israel, the Jews are native to the land of Israel. And if you go back thousands of years, uh, the first noted, um, kingdom in Israel was the kingdom of David that was about a thousand years before Christ, a thousand years BC. And I'm just using approximate dates here. Mm-hmm. And during that time, um, that was, uh, the area was certainly independent to Israel. Um, or to the, to the Jews in Jerusalem was the cultural and religious center of the country with the temple on the temple mount. And that over the next thousand years or so, um, those kingdoms existed either in a completely independent manner or sometimes in an autonomous manner under the auspices of a larger kingdom that controlled the region. And it wasn't until about 50 years. Uh, BC, 50 BC, that the Romans, uh, destroyed the second temple and kicked the Jews out. And they, you know, they en- ended up, uh, having to live in the diaspora in a number of countries like modern day Iraq, modern day Iran, modern day, um, Yemen, Morocco, Egypt, um, all over the region. And then over time, they gradually dispersed into other areas like Russia and, and, and Europe. Um, and then, so that's, that's like a thousand years. Um, and then after that, the Roman Empire ruled the territory. Then after that, the Byzantines ruled the territory. And then it wasn't until the middle of the first century that, um, there was the first Islamic, um, <coughs> uh, caliph fight there. And they ruled for about 500 years until the first crusade. And then they got kicked out by the, um, by Salah Adin, who was a great Muslim conqueror. And they ruled for a couple hundred years until the sixth uh, Crusade recaptured it, and then a few decades later there was some chaos, and then it was controlled by non-Arab Muslims for a while, and then the Ottoman Empire controlled it for a few hundred years until the British Empire captured it after World War One, and the same way they they, and then the way they captured a lot of the Middle East and parts of Asia, and then in. In the 1940s, when the British Empire receded and they uh, brought their their troops back to England, there were a lot of countries that were drawn onto maps. And what they tried to do in with Israel specifically was create a two-state solution that would recognize um, the connection that the Jews had with the land, while also recognizing the connection over the generations that many. Um, what we now call, what now Palestinians have with the land, and they offered up a two-state solution, um, so that each could have a state in that territory. And what ended up happening promptly in 1948 is that the Jews said, thank you very much. And the Palestinians said, no, and we are going to try and destroy them. And they started a war, which, um, Israel calls the Independence War and what the Palestinians call the Nakba because they lost the war and um, that's how the Jewish state was established. And in 1948, after the Jewish state was established in modern terms, um, what we know now is uh, West Bank and Gaza were a part. Uh, the West Bank was part of Jordan, and a lot of the Palestinians um, that lived there now lived there under Jordan rule. And Gaza belonged to Egypt. And um, that's that was the start of Israel in its modern day. Okay. So That so, was a lot. I just went
0: through 3000 years in just a few minutes. Yeah, yeah, you, I, you you summed that up pretty well. But hopefully so Hopefully that just gives you an overview. Yeah, so so basically 1000 years about 3000 years ago, 1000 years before Christ, um King David was the first um known kingdom of Israel and then um the the, the for 1000 years uh, Jews were in control of that land and then Uh, After that, it was um, a lot happened and the land changed hands um, many, many times, uh, sometimes through colonization. And then in 1948, after uh, the British kind of uh, took a step back, they tried to offer a two state solution. And, And you're saying that Israel was okay with that proposal of a two state solution and the Palestinian state was not.
1: Yeah, I wouldn't. Yeah, I wouldn't just call it the Palestinian state. I would call it the Arab countries in the region.
0: Okay, so yeah. so the Arab countries in the region were were not okay with Israel having any yeah, land. That's right. Okay. That's right. Um, so, t- t- take us through some of the conflicts because I know that there there were there were there's been many conflicts over the years between Israel and. Uh, between Jews in Israel and Palestinians, and uh, can, can you take us through through, through some of um, those conflicts through the years since um, Israel was formed in 1948? So, are you talking specifically with the Palestinians or with the neighboring countries? Um, specifically with the Palestinians, because they're—I mean—or or, or whichever way you you can best contextualize it for us, w- what you think is is the most important for us to know, because. I I know very little about the history and I know that, um, most of our listeners probably don't either. And so just kind of, um, whatever you think is is the most important to know. you do not, you you obviously don't have to touch on every single conflict that they've ever had, because that would, that would be a a series, you know, that would be a a docu-series, but, um, (laughs) but just any, and you know, just whatever you think is most important.
1: I'll try and touch on some of the key points that brought us to where we are. It would be a bit easier with the map, but, um, I'll try and touch on some of the key points.
2: Okay. So
1: uh, I left off in, in 1948, and during that time, Jordan could have granted, you know, the Palestinians in the West Bank with um, a country, and they, they didn't, and Egypt could have done so with Gaza, and they didn't. And then in 1967, uh, which was only 20 years after um, 1948, obviously, uh, the countries around Israel once again decided to, try and um, attack Israel with the attempt of eliminating it and uh, once again they, they weren't successful and during during that uh, war the West Bank um, East Jerusalem and Gaza turned over into um, Israel's hand which made the map <coughs> which which brought those territories under um, Israeli rule and that's so when that's I mean, different people will say different things, but generally speaking, when um, people talk about the occupation, um, and, and this is an important point, um, I think that's sort of when they're they're starting they're, they're starting when when Israel started to have control over the West Bank, which was mostly population um, with the population which was mostly Palestinian, and Gaza with the population most was mostly Palestinian. I say that with an asterisk because I think that there's a lot of Misunderstanding in terms of what the Palestinians actually want, and they they would think that Israel is just an occupier just from being there at all. Um, But most of the time, when people talk in the news about um, Israel as an occupying force, that's what they're referring to. In um, 2005, and this I'm jumping all the way there. There's a lot of things that happened in the middle, but Mm -hmm. I'm jumping to 2005 because I think that's going to be the most relevant for what's happening now. In 2005, um, Israel made uh, Israel made a unilateral decision um, to clear out of the West Bank, uh, out of Gaza. Sorry, um, this came on uh, the back end, of ten years of um, failed peace talks, where Israel was trying very hard to reach a two-state solution um, with uh, the Palestinian Authority, under which they would have their own state. Uh, in the West Bank and Gaza. I don't, if people maybe remember headlines from, it was a long time ago now, but maybe people remember the headlines of Yitzhak Rabin, um, and Yasser Arafat, and they shook hands on the, at the White House with uh, Bill Clinton, and mm-hmm. they started the Oslo Accords. And, um, when, when that didn't work, um, in 2005, Israel decided to withdraw unilaterally from Gaza. So in 2005, um, all Israeli, um, civilians that had um, set up settlements there were uh, forcibly removed. Um, So there weren't any Israeli civilians left. And then the Israeli army withdrew as well, so that there wasn't a single Israeli soldier or civilian left in Gaza. And it became a completely autonomous region governed by the Palestinian Authority. And uh, in 2006, a year later, was the first uh, free elections that the
0: people in Gaza had, and they decided to elect Hamas as their um, uh, representatives. And they had those, and correct me me if I'm wrong, they had had those elections kind of at the suggestion, sort of, of George W. Bush?
1: I don't remember. I think that there was a desire by everybody for them to live... um, you know a, a free life where they choose their leadership okay. and generally generally speaking in that region uh the Palestinians had two options more or less: one was the Palestinian authority which ruled over the which ruled over the West Bank and Gaza or the Hamas. And they, I believe, I mean, I don't, I, mean, I, I don't want to speak for them, but I believe that the reason the Palestinians chose the Hamas was a feeling of corruption on the side of the Palestinian Authority, and that the Hamas would have a better, um, better at heart. That was the last free election they had, because Hamas has since then ruled with an iron fist. They've murdered uh, Palestinian dissidents, and they've generally treated their population as a human shield for everything that they want to, for for any um, militant action they want to take. Uh, Once the Hamas was elected, the first thing that they did was start to import weapons from Iran. Um, Gaza is on the Mediterranean Sea, and so they have a port, and they started to import weapons with Iran, and they immediately started firing rockets into Israel. Um, It's important to say that the border between Israel and Gaza is internationally recognized. The people, the Israelis that live on the other side of the border with Gaza, nobody considers, um, no one in the international community considers those as legally occupied settlements at all. Um, But they started to launch rockets into civilian population centers on on a regular basis, which led to Israel blocking the port because... um, it, w- it was difficult to find a way to to stop the bombing because they typically you know, Hamas typically bombs from within civilian centers. So they'll take a rocket launcher, place it within an apartment building with civilians, and start launching rockets onto Jewish schools, onto Jewish, um, relig- um, just synagogues, anywhere they can. And so the choice was, if you if you want to stop the bombing, then you have to bomb your opponents' civilians, which Israel didn't want to do. Or you just have to let Hamas continue to bomb your own civilians. And so what Israel decided to do was to block the port to prevent Iran from um, shipping more weapons into Gaza. And that's how we got to a point where people, um, where where there's a, a, what people would call a siege over the port of Gaza. Okay. does that help contextualize
0: it yeah yeah i mean it does i mean everything helps contextualize it because i, I think we're we we have to assume that people are coming from a, a a place of of very little to zero knowledge about the history of the region and and how we got to this point um and so that that takes us to 2000 Six seven, right? You said that was the last free election that they had uh, in the in Gaza. And so, um, when we come forward, I want to I want to talk about why why people would consider uh Gaza being under Israeli occupation and um and and, and kind of get your take on that. And also, I want to talk about um, I mean, there, there's there's so much to cover and 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 we have uh, we have uh, some. We have more time, thankfully, but it's just it feels like we're going to run out of time very quickly, and, and, and we're not even going to cover uh, uh, a fraction of what we need to. But um, we're going to get more into this conversation uh, when we come forward right after this news, traffic, and sports update right here on KBLA Talk
3: 1580. You're listening to Ariva Martin in real
2: time on KBLA Talk 1580. 80, 80, 80.
0: And we're back on the Friday edition of Ariva Martin in Real Time. Avi Bernard here with you every Friday from 4 to 6 p.m. Pacific. And I am joined by my, my cousin and um, good friend Nathan um, talking about the history of Israel. And if you want to get involved in the conversation, give us a call at 800-920-1580. That's 800-920-1580. Uh, let's go to the phone lines. Fahima, you are on the air. What's on your mind?
3: Is it my turn? It's your turn. Oh, thank you so much, Avi, for this opportunity and uh, greetings to your cousin. This is a rare opportunity to ask a few questions. I have a a few questions and one comment um, and and condolences to any loss of life is absolutely unacceptable. I wanted to begin with that. I just want to ask a couple of questions of your cousin. One, uh, well, one, um, there's a misnomer that all the Palestinian people are Muslims. Uh, Many of them are Chaldeans, like the great historian Edward Said, who is a Christian. And I also have a friend here in D.C. whose uncle started the Palestinian Baptist Church. Um, That's one thing. Also, um, and there may be a dispute about this, because uh, just as um, the American government... And the people are not don't on on one in the cord. And I know the Israeli government and the, and and the Israeli people are not necessarily seeing eye to eye. I know that there's a move for uh, uh the current uh, president to resign. Um, can you speak to the issue of uh, Hamas? to some degree, being facilitated by Israel. Um, Avner Cohen, a former Israeli religious affairs official who worked in Gaza for many years, uh, indicated that back in the 80s that uh, Hamas was facilitated by Israel in an effort to counter the PLO. Um, That's one thing. And then also, could you speak to the fact that many Africans were being exposed Expelled just before this conflict had happened. We have a number of, uh, you have the uh, Ethiopian Jews, you have the, uh, some African Americans converted to Judaism, and there are some, uh, I believe they are um, some Africans uh, who were being expelled just before this conflict addressed. And I thank you so much for this opportunity to ask these questions. All
0: right. Thank you, Fahima, for the call. Really appreciate that. Uh, Nathan, I'll, I'll let you respond. So I, I didn't hear the first question. Uh, was it, Luke, what was the
1: question? Was they're all Palestinians, Muslim, or some Christian? Or I wasn't sure. That uh, I that, the saying
0: that not, not all Palestinians are Christians. Uh, I, I'm sorry, not all Palestinians are Muslim. Some of them are Christians. Um, and you're, 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 yes, you're that's a,
1: true. I, I don't... I don't know statistics, but uh, that is true. There are there are Palestinian Muslims and there are Palestinian Christians as well. Okay. Uh, um, <clears throat> in terms of the second question, I I, I don't have a, a lot of information on uh, what happened in the in the eighties about Hamas. I have I have read that uh, that there are um, that, that at certain times um, Israel uh, worked with Hamas in order to provide an alternative to the Palestinian Authority. But I don't have a lot of information on that. I, I On that matter, I kind of read the same things that other people read. So I can't really provide a lot of information there. Okay. Um, third, and third question, in terms of um, uh, Africans in Israel, yes, there is a large um, Ethiopian Jewish community, and there are other communities of Black Jewish people that live in Israel. I'm, I'm not sure if um, people were active, actually being Black or actually being. Certainly, the people being expelled were not any of those communities that we were talking about. There is a large um, amount of uh, um, illegal immigration, calling or secretive immigration, coming in from um, African countries, um, and they settle in parts of. Tel Aviv, and there is a, um ongoing conversation in the country on what to do with people who come in and they aren't citizens of the country, um, what kind of um, health care should they have, should they be allowed to stay, and um, that conversation has been something that's been ongoing for, for many years. It's um, probably not different than some other conversations that some other countries have. Including ours, and, including uh, ours that, here. Including ours, yeah, and including the United States, right? And, um, I mean, just to be clear, this, that doesn't really, that doesn't have a bearing on the current event that happened. Um, but, you know, since since that was one of the questions, I, yeah. I, I addressed
0: it. Yeah, and uh, the first time that I went to Israel was, uh, I think I was in ninth grade, and we had some, I went to Venice High School here in L.A., and we had some Ethiopian uh Jews come to our school and they came um it was part of like a it was a thing that was being done by by the anti-defamation league and uh I got to go to to Israel so they 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 came to our high school and then some of us got to go over there as well um and so there there are, there is a a population of black Jewish people that live in Israel and um and so that is uh something that I, that I never knew um yeah, b- before they're... that Yeah go ahead. Yeah. No,
1: and they, they you know they are they service in they serve in the military, they go to college, they live, you know, hundred percent lives, they're citizens for just like every other citizen.
0: Okay. Um, uh, yeah. Yeah, let's go to uh let's go to Q who's calling from LA. Uh you're on the air, Q, what's on your mind?
2: Yes, uh good afternoon, gentlemen. Uh, my concern is that a lack of education about this conflict that is going on. I don't think the American people or most people in the world have been properly or properly educated about what is actually really happening. Because this conflict is not between Palestinians and Jews. It's between Zionism and the Palestinians. The Zionists were the ones who, formed, uh, who founded the state of Israel. And since that Particular day, Israel has been killing Palestinians by numbers, and the world has no, that's, turned that's blind eye. That's not accurate. No, hold on. Let me finish. Let me finish. Let me finish. Israel, we know how many incursions that Israel, Israel, the state of Israel, has, um, has perpetuated on the Palestinians, and the world just sit back. And don't say nothing about it. Formation, the creation of Hamas was by Israel. It wasn't, uh, uh, uh it was Israel that created Hamas. And this is uh, the uh, the cause of what Israel and America has done this, uh, about, uh, about this creation of uh, uh, of Hamas. So, this needs to be told properly to the world so that they will understand but Zionism controls all the media. Okay, like.
0: so I'm going to need you to land. So I'm going to I'm gonna need you to land. i need you go ahead and land. I'm sorry? I'm going to need you to go ahead and land the plane. Go ahead. Finish, please.
2: Okay. Okay. Okay, so in, in essence, educate, people need to be educated about the real reason why this conflict is going on for the past. 17 years. Okay. Thank you They're for that. Thank you. Thank, seven. You that. said
0: seventeen years. All right. So, so 70.
2: Uh, okay.
0: Seventy. All right. So, uh, thank you for the call, Q. Um, let me just uh, address a couple things. A lot of times, people will 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 say people need to know an accurate history and then give a complete inaccurate history, like you just did there. So, um, another thing, people will 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 say the term Zionist. Um, that's that's a a, a tongue in cheek way of saying Jews and blaming things on Jews and that's that's just a common thing that you hear, and you're you're very misinformed, Q. And I'll I'll let I'll let Nathan um respond, but I just had to to get that out. Yeah, again,
1: I mean, I saying the Zionist controlled media is a common anti-Semitic trope. I, right. I don't really know what there is to say beyond that. Again, I was hoping to provide some context on the horrible events that transpired this week. And, mm-hmm. you know, you could go back and talk about the founding of Hamas and whether Israel was involved or not. I, let's just say that that's true for a minute. I don't see it in any way how that excused the atrocities that occurred this week. It's uh, exactly. what happened was some of the most barbaric um actions um ever taken and i don't see how it matters one way or the other what the origins of Hamas were the they they conducted those events of their own volition they did them and i think that's what matters for today
0: yeah i I mean exactly and and you know people love to love to put the state of israel in a in a in a situation that they wouldn't put anyone else in i mean let's let's say that 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 we we, we had a, a role in uh, removing Saddam Hussein, and that led to a lot of instability in that region. And if we suffer a terrorist attack as a result of that, does that mean that the that the women and children that who are killed in that terrorist attack deserve that? I mean, it's just—and I'm you can't even conflate those two situations. That's not—we don't even know uh, um, exactly how Hamas was formed, but it is a terrorist organization, and if they— if they commit acts of terrorism then it's wrong and there's 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 nothing else that you can that you can say there's no excusing it i think it's important to note on this matter that the world should want the removal of hamas
1: at all costs not only for the benefit and the safety of israelis but for the benefit of the palestinians that live there it's a very common theme to say Israel, restrain yourself! Innocent Palestinians would die that don't even want Hamas to be there. Well, after they say that, they go home and they don't do anything about it. If you really believe that the, that the Palestinians are under uh, a ruler that they don't want, then the world should have an interest to
0: remove Hamas at all costs, so the Palestinians can live a life they sh- deserve. Yeah, and and then just uh, the, and, and and really just cue. Q- and everyone listening do do some research on on the use of the word zionist and and why that's that's uh a common a common way that people that people try to blame things on jewish people just just look that up and you want to call and talk about being misinformed and you're going to call with that bs man that's just you know get yourself together dude but let's um let's let's talk about um about this conflict, and, and we're, we're giving con- context to this conflict. And um, when we come forward, I wanna, I wanna get into um, about what you, what you were just saying, Nathan. About they want um, everyone's trying always trying to restrain Israel from their response to this type of thing. And and to, to be clear, no one here wants innocent people to die from 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 anywhere. If you're against innocent civilians dying, then you're against innocent civilians dying. It shouldn't matter if they're in Israel or in Gaza or or anywhere. And so we're going to talk about that uh, when we come forward right here on KBLA Talk 1580. This is the Friday edition of Ariva Martin in real time, and I'm joined by my cousin Nathan to discuss the Israel uh, conflict, the war with the terrorist organization Hamas. So... um, Nathan, how did, what do you what do you think about this um, this order to evacuate um, the the north part of Gaza?
1: Yeah, so let's go. Let's just explain why um, that's happening. Okay. Um, the way that Hamas rules in Gaza is th- they have now built an entire network of tunnels underneath the ground uh the, I, I don't know how uh, why, how broad it is but it's many 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 miles it probably snakes through the entire the entire city the entire region and those tunnels are connected to schools they're connected to mosques they're connected to people's homes they're content, they're connected to UN buildings um it's basically in violation of any international law you could imagine and in those tunnels they house all of their weapons uh, I presume that's where they're keeping the hostages. That's where all the militants live, so they're protected from any type of aggression while the civilians live above ground and are in the face of all the aggression. Uh, they literally use their civilians as shields. So they emerge from the tunnels and um, commit atrocities against um, Israelis, go back into the tunnels and leave their citizens to fend for themselves. And the only way that Israel can have any ability to um, fight with the actual terrorists and um, try and get back the hostages and eliminate the weapons that they use to um, commit their barbaric attacks is to um, evacuate the civilians so they're not in harm's way. Hamas right now is ordering the civilians not to move because they want to continue to use them as human shields. Mm-hmm. And Israel is trying to get them to move so that they can have access to what they actually want to fight, which is the Hamas militants and their weapons. And that's the predicament that they are in. So that is why Israel is asking, um, asking them to move. It is not with the intention right now, at least to the best of my knowledge, um, to permanently displace them. It is so that they can, right. um, Actually have a fight with the people who are doing the fighting the militants
0: and not with civilians so how do you um it's such a difficult balance to strike though because that is what that is the goal but if if a million people leave their homes then um i don't know but i don't, i don't see. i'm not sure what another solution would be you know you can't just you can't do nothing you can't you can't uh, yeah. um you know, I, go ahead. Yeah.
1: no i think i, I don't want to like pretend i don't want to have anybody get the wrong impression, if if the, the civilians do leave, they will not have homes. Israel will flatten the homes because that's the only way that they can access um, the tunnels and get to the militants. Mm-hmm. So um, I, I, I think that what you just said is very true. You reach a point where you really sit and think about what Hamas is doing there, and you realize that there aren't any excellent solutions. There's a list of very bad solutions. Right Solutions, and you have to choose the least bad one, and that's the reality that Hamas has foisted on the entire world on its own on its own population and the population of Israel as well and at this point mm-hmm. there's a, there's Israel doesn't have a choice, i don't think, but to act because every single one of Israel's neighbors right now are looking at the situation, saying if they can do it, we can do it mm-hmm. and there is a great fear of other terror organizations that are sponsored by Iran to keep taking advantage of this to try and do the same thing. Because it will be perceived as tremendous weakness if Israel isn't able to defend itself in
0: the face of what Hamas just did. And I said this earlier in the first hour of the show that if you put into context what happened over this past weekend to citizens of Israel, uh, in, in relation to their population it was 10 times worse than 911 was for for the united states and so far yeah so far so far so far and they haven't yet finished, they haven't they can't identify all the dead yet because many of
1: them were, were burned alive and their body parts are scattered all over the place so they haven't yet finished counting or identifying the dead it's going to take many 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 more days
0: yeah and and, and it, it's more than 10 times i'm just saying it's 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 more than 10 times worse than just if you're talking about relative to population loss of life, then 9/11 was for the United yeah. States, and 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 our reaction was to start a, an entire war and destabilize an entire region, and everyone understood because it was a horrible uh, thing that happened to 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 us on 9/11, and not. Of course, there are people that said we shouldn't go in, but I mean, everyone's like, "Yeah, go ahead, go, in. go ahead." Most most people, most politicians, most citizens, like, "Yeah, go go fight them," and and there was you yeah. Know, I- I think I think another, yeah, and I think it's very, very reasonable to
1: say that Hamas is like ISIS. Exactly. They, oh, they are ISIS. They're, like, they're like ISIS so, or al-Qaeda. It's a, it's a terrorist organization. You're right. So when the coalition went in to bomb ISIS, the world looked at that as though they were rescuing local populations from their captors. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, And exactly. I
1: think that the world has to rescue the local population from Hamas, which is the capture of the Palestinians. I don't think it's reasonable to continue to say that um, Israel should be restrained from acting because they're living under the terror of Hamas. They don't have a choice. And then to turn the blind eye and not to try and um, get Hamas out of the territory. And not only that, but up until now, many pe- governments around the world, including Western governments in Europe and the United States funded them. They, they 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 gave them money or they gave money to Iran, knowing that the money was going to get to Hamas. And so, I think there has to be a change in the way they are viewed um, by the world. They have to view them as though they are ISIS. Exactly.
0: And act uh, accordingly. Oh, go ahead. Oh, yeah. And act accordingly. Exactly. Um, before we run out of time, we got about a minute left. Is there anything else that you want to say um, that we haven't covered, or just anything that you want to say? Period.
1: Well, there is a lot that we haven't covered. It's uh, you know thousands of years, right? Um, And you know we could probably talk about this for a long time. I I think that right now, like I said, I don't. I feel like Israel doesn't have a choice but to act to protect its its country, and um, I I hope that the loss of innocent life is minimized, and I do hope that at the end of it, Hamas is is
0: dismantled so the people in the area can live a better life i completely agree with you and uh to use a to use a a sports analogy i heard that you know uh, these sometimes these terrorist organizations including hamas they'll they'll kind of try to draw the foul and 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 so to speak and you're you're up on sports so um sort of they'll they'll commit an egregious act and then try to make uh, israel or whatever whatever entity they're attacking look bad by responding you know what i mean so that's that's kind of one way I see this I, I see this um as well but um we we're, we're, we're just about out of time and uh Nathan I really appreciate you um taking the time to 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 speak about this today it's really important that people know um uh where uh, at least the baseline history and I uh, really appreciate um you um giving that to us today. Well, thank you for having me. Absolutely a pleasure and uh, we'll, we'll continue to talk about this in, in the in the coming uh, in the coming weeks, and, and we'll continue to watch the situation and and just uh, send our our, our prayers to, to everyone in that in that region and hope that the loss of innocent life, uh, as Nathan said, is, is as completely as minimized as much as possible. The raw report with Robin Ayers is coming up next. I am actually going to stick around for a, a little while and talk to Robin on the raw report. So uh, we'll be getting into that when we come forward right here on KBLA Talk fifteen eighty.